Welcome to Beaver Does Movies, James Beaver here, and we have another episode, because you're listening to it right now. I, I, I can never start these. I can never, ever start these podcasts. And we have a, a returning guest. It's been a long while. It's like nearly 30 episodes since he's last been on the podcast. I keep fucking your name. I, I'm, I'm like building up to it. I keep fucking your name. Shane St. Germain. Hello. Was that your introduction? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's all that's, you're gonna get. That's, that's that's it. You're just quiet for the rest of the episode as I yell about the movie because we had a bit of a mix-up. <laughs> we had a, so um, when it came down to it, we was like coming together to do the movie. Uh, we was meant, it was meant to record last week, but you know stuff happens. We finally get to it. It's you know Easter Friday, Good Friday, and then I'm watching the movie and hating every single minute of it, and then he's like. You watched the fourth one, right? I'm like, no. And so it turns out, Shane watched the fourth movie. So when it comes to us talking about the retrospective, you have a lot to say about the fourth movie. But today, we were, I, I watched Resident Evil, the final chapter. So it wasn't really a good Friday for you because you spent two hours of it watching Resident Evil, the final chapter. It was chapter. an hour and 45 minutes. It felt like three hours. Usually when I watch these movies, um, I usually prefer quiet. I usually prefer to, like, razor-focused. I could give a shit about what this movie as I was watching it. No, uh, watching Resident Evil, the final chapter, is like watching the WrestleMania pre-show after WrestleMania. It is. It is. So, so before we get into uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter, like, you've seen this before, so you're basically going to be going off memory, whereas I'm going to be going off what I just saw. Even then, I'm going off memory because none of this shit is memorable. None, none of it's memorable, and it's no. been about a year and a half for me. See, like a few years ago, I used to be one of those people who would shit all over the Fast and the Furious movies without ever actually seeing them. Mm. So one day I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to sit down and I'm going to watch every single one of these and see if they're any good. Yep. And I actually enjoyed myself in spite of it. Yeah. Every single one had something that made me laugh or was enjoyable. I actually remember because I actually watched the Fast and the Furious franchise when me and you were uh, roommates. And I remember you coming in going, what are you watching? I went, Fast and the Furious. You didn't even say a word. You just left. I'm like, I was like, I kind of like focused on the movie. I was like, Shane, Shane. And you was already, you you left the whole premises. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. So uh, the Resident Evil franchise, let's start with like the beginnings of this franchise. Uh, What is your... A relationship with the games uh, with the games the first one I ever actually played was the fourth one but I had heard of it like I knew of it because I was always into gaming I just never had a PlayStation and those games weren't usually on the N64 and if they were I never had a chance to play them yeah for me uh, I got the first one and the first one was amazing it came out in 96 I never beat the game I only I recently had a, a playthrough of all the series from 0 to uh, 5 I didn't play six because six sucks. Yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things about six. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it's pretty much the movie franchise of the games. The movie franchise put into the game. Yes, and so every time I played Resident Evil, the first one I completed was Nemesis, which, in my opinion, is the best. I love Resident Evil Nemesis. It, it still scars me today, and as we talk on to the movies, is the reason why I basically went down on this the movie series for what they did to Nemesis. I know the second one was like 
very Nemesis heavy, right? Yeah, it was. They it, fucked it up, right? Yeah, from what I remember. They they, tr- they tried to come because even though the second and the third game were at the same time in a way, they still fucked it up. And so uh, the fourth one was great. Uh, the spin-off Devil May Cry is fantastic. Five started to lean a bit. Six just took a shit. And then I recently played the seventh game, which is even better. It is kind of a return to form. And then the remake of two is just awesome as well. Yes, I've uh, I've completed both scenarios and stuff like that. So, like I said, I'm a big Resident Evil fan. Love the series, love the characters. Going into the movie, I, when it comes to like adaptions, I'm not very like, oh, they didn't do this. I'm not nitpicky. But it still has to have a spirit. And uh, we're going to go into the movies right now. But the spirit of the movies, the first one really captures it. Yes, it does. You know, it's like a military operation going into this location and then zombie attacks and they all get killed off one by one. And it works really well and it's done really well. Great cast, in my opinion. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, James Purefoy, Mila Jokovic, uh, that one guy I've seen a lot of stuff who's English. The black man? The black guy. Chopped up? Yes. He's in a ton of stuff. Uh, another the the, uh, the Latino guy I've seen in a bunch of English stuff as well. Fantastic. Then we get to the second one, and they change so much shit. It's terrible. There's no William Birkin in this movie. Instead, it's Alexander Isaacs. Right. Is Alexander Isaacs a new character? Or... Yes, but right. it's it's basically meant to be William Birkin, played by a Euro Mormon. Yes. From, from Game of Thrones, moment, but uh, Ian Glenn, Ian Glenn, right? Yeah, and so rather than having like, because Nemesis was so well known in the franchise, they wanted to go straight to the Nemesis rather than get the Birkin monster. They wanted to appeal to the game fans who said there wasn't enough video game shit in the first movie. Exactly, and we, in doing so, they turned off both video game fans as well as the casual fans. Exactly, and then as the the franchise got, because after that, after watching Alice punched the nemesis something that scared the shit out of me when i was younger i was like i'm done i that was the last one i watched in the movie theater was that movie and so from there i would just catch it on rental fuck i would even download it i i've not watched a full even the 3d one i didn't watch and that that's whole gimmick was to watch in the theater i didn't the fourth one right uh yes unfortunately that is the last one that i did see in the theater yeah uh, I, I don't even start trying to do subtitles, like what the subtitles are, because it, it, we'll be spending 10 to 15 minutes just trying to explain which one is it, Extinction, Afterlife, Apocalypse, it's just so confusing. If basically Paul W.S. Anderson or whoever's making these movies looked up a list of the most generic sequel subtitles yes. and just started picking from a hat. Yes. And so from there, we get the final chapter. They threaten us with a final chapter. But with horrors, the final chapter is often not the final chapter. So far, this one is the final chapter, thankfully. Uh, I, apparently, they're planning to fully reboot it. Oh, great. Yeah, so they're threatening us with a reboot. Hopefully, Paul W.S. Anderson is far away. And here's the thing. Last episode, I did the first Mortal Kombat movie. That is actually a pretty fun movie, not it, going to lie. It, I loved it. And that was made by Paul W.S. Anderson. This one is his last, um, well, to, to the date, his last mo- video game adaption. He has it, Monster Hunter coming out later. I am so scared for that. I haven't played the games, but I feel like it's not a very I really, friendly. I really enjoy it, but the thing is, it's 
there's no story. Yeah, like what are you going to do a movie about? Yeah. And the, yeah, well, there's more of a story as the games go on, but it's the the lore of the story is not the big selling point. No, it's the lore of it is going out with your friends and hunting monsters. So I'm very worried. But he he has it in him to do a good movie, do a good video game movie. In my opinion, he still has the best video game adaption of all time. Mortal with Kombat. Mortal, yes, that that that's for name anything else. You can't because they're all terrible. I mean, Mortal Kombat is definitely a ripoff of Enter the Dragon, but, but that, that that was before the right. video game even came out. Yeah. So it's it's a fun ripoff of Enter yeah. the Dragon. Yeah. Cook. Here's the thing: like the whole like the whole ladder leading up to the game, game being made was we're going to do Enter the Dragon as a video game. Right. We're going to do Bloodsport as a video game. All those are tied in with that, so it's not really, you know, he went full hog with it and has and cast some great people to play. Even like the guy who played Shansung. I don't know his name, but I know he carry was. something Tagawa. He was great, though. Yeah. I remember him. He was uh, and even ball. so, he's actually in the the new game. He is modeled for Shang Tsung in the new game. That is awesome. And they've made Kano Australian. Because he was in the movie. Yeah, and even in the trailer, they actually had the Mortal Kombat theme song in the new Mortal Kombat 11 trailer. So they're basically going full hog. And I, I agree that it should be something that's referenced because it's not a bad thing. Now, if they start now, Street Fighter start referencing the movie, then you're like, you, you have an issue. You have that's an a issue. Very serious yeah, issue. that's a, that's an episode for another day because I I know so much about that movie just from studying. It's like a thesis in itself. Street Fighter the movie. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we could be right back, and unfortunately, we're gonna have to talk about Resident Evil the final chapter. Sounds good. It doesn't sound good though. No, no, no. It <laughs> so yeah, be right back. So we're back. And we're back for Resident Evil, the final chapter. Came out in 2016, written, by, written produced, starring Paul w. Well, not starring. Starring his wife, Mia Jonovich. It's pretty much starring. Yeah. It's pretty much starring. <laughs> you know, Paul Dewey's hands. He has his hands all over it. His wife's in it. His daughter's in it. His daughter's in it, too? Red Queen. Oh, shit. That's his daughter? That's his daughter. That's... So, like I said, his hands are all over like this is his creation and his creation is also in the movie his version of Michael Bay's Transformers is the pretty, Resident Evil franchise pretty much and I'm hoping when they do the reboot it's more like Bumblebee good people enjoy but it I really <sighs> maybe not lighthearted for Resident Evil but yeah. fun but, but, but the thing is Transformers in itself is fun right if they get the tone of like the games or whatever it's based on it will be good scary and yeah scary stressful not yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. What is happening now? Yeah. Or even if they try and get more in line with the first movie before she drop kicks a fucking dog. Yeah, yeah. That, that. Yeah, that's kind of when it went downhill. When she dropped In the kick- first movie? Yeah. Right, because those dogs are viewed as a huge threat in the first movie. And yeah. She fucking shoots all of them in, in a matter of seconds and then just jump kicks the last one and exactly like, well, there goes that threat and then like that's the- a that's a recurring theme is alice neutralizing every single threat in these movies to the yeah. point where you never feel any tension no there's no tension she's an ultra badass she's poochie if poochie was invincible too <laughs> exactly i swear one punch man and poochie i swear when paul ws anderson was right in this movie she's looking good 
hey, I gotta drop kick that guy. It's like it doesn't work in the story. I said I gotta drop kick that guy <laughs> because that's what it sounds like. It's just her complaining to him, saying I gotta look good. From what I remember, there was no like drop kicks in the Resident Evil series until four. Yeah, and by then they were drawing a tiny bit of inspiration from the films. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they kind of added the fucking laser hallway, which we'll get to. Oh yes, yes. So we get exposition of the origins of the Red Queen. Apparently, some dude named Marcus uh, wanted to cure, cure Pajeria, which makes a person look old. By the time she's twenty, she looks like she's ninety-five. Right, and so. Marcus discovers something and which creates a T virus which stops Pageria. And basically that that's pretty much it. And then Alexander Isaac played by Ian Glenn. Uh who had died in the third film. Second film. Second film. He was in Apocalypse. Or he was in fir- He was in Extinction as well. He turns into a monster at the very end and is killed by the by the trademarked laser hallway. Oh Jesus Christ. The laser hallway's even killing villains in these movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, and the movie starts out with Alice's generic, dead, tired monologue. Yeah, it sounds like she's filming at two in the morning in her yeah. hotel room. And like this whole beginning reminds me of Resident Evil Zero because the villain in there is Marcus. Oh, really? Yeah, who's betrayed by William Birkin and Wesker. Starts with the lame monologue too, or uh, no? The monologue comes in the middle. It because because it's a game. When you complete a cer- like a certain section, they give you a bit of exposition, like right. them watching. Whereas here, they have to, they can't keep interlacing that kind of stuff. It has to be brought in because we need Alice time. And then, like like I said, like you said, it brings up Alice, and uh, you you wanted to do a retrospective about this series from Alice's point of view and how she developed. I'm putting air quotes in this one, but apparently, she developed. She Somehow. went from being pretty damn strong and invincible to being completely damn strong and invincible. Yeah. And also, all the characters know her and think she's great. Yeah. If they don't know her, then they're going to think she's great after about 20 minutes of hanging out with her. And this movie is the epitome of that. It's, it's like a condensed... This movie is a condensed form of the series. The series as a whole. Yeah. And the worst part about the sixth movie is that... Like a few years, about a year and a half ago, I sat through all six movies to see if they were any good, if there was anything to merit, which there wasn't. Yeah. But at the very end of the fifth movie, all the main characters are standing on this building, and Wesker says, Next time, it's going to be us against the T virus. We're yeah. going to take a stand. And I thought to myself, Wow, the sixth movie might actually be pretty badass. Yeah. And then in between movies, they retcon the entire premise. That, that's the thing, though. Every single movie that they do, they retcon. They, oh, they always they, have to retcon they, something. They, and here's the thing. It's the same write-up throughout the series. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's the, sa- it's the same writer throughout the series, and he just constantly keeps retconning because he gets cooler ideas or he's played the game. He's like, I want to include that, but that doesn't make sense to the story. I want to include that. Because then the game fans will definitely think yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Like, they've included so many monsters that are kind of like interval to the story, and they just include it willy-nilly. Yep, just, to, oh, people just so fa- the game fans can go, oh yeah, it's that guy. From Rather than be its own three. universe, they put game stuff in there, and it's just ruined the characters. Like, Wesker's fucking terrible. He's absolutely ridiculous in the movies. Just like, this monotone man with sunglasses who's occasionally very, very tough. He was pretty, It was pretty cool when they had him played by Jason Isaac, like in the third one. But then this new dude, he looks like a cosplayer. 
He does. He looks like I'm pretty sure I've seen this guy at Comic Con. Yeah. Ten times every Comic Con. Exactly. Election. And we go to the Winnipeg Comic Con, which is like the flea market of Comic Cons. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you're you're lucky to get a celebrity. Even then, she's usually a part of a cult or something like that. Third build actress from TV show from the '90s. Who's in a cult? <laughs> talking about Alison Mackie. Uh, oh, of course, I'm talking about <laughs> Alison Mackie. They, they they tried so many times to get her over, but apparently <laughs> she had cult stuff. To she do. had cult business. So, um, like I said, um, they reintroduced uh, Alexander Isaac in this movie, and so the, I have a theory on this because this was brought out in 2016 the biggest show right then was Game of Thrones and it's still sort of the biggest oh, show oh it's, it's huge now but around 2016 every movie tried to put in a Game of Thrones Kit Harington somewhat killed his career by being in these terrible ass movies yeah uh, Kit Harington uh, who's that coincidentally in a Paul W.S. Anderson film Pompey. yeah, yeah. Um, and then also Ian Glenn in this one and um, oh, what's her name? Emily Amelia Clark in Terminator. Terminator. Yeah, so these like franchise blockbuster movies. Try they're like, who's hot right now? Game of Thrones. Like I got offered a role because I look like Sam from Game of Thrones. So we're too it, tough. Yeah, they're like. Kit Harrington was intimidated by you. Like, hey, fucked up the whole dynamic. Hey, here's a, here's a million dollars to start a movie. You'd realize that's not me, right? It's like. Oh shit! Be right back. I never heard from them again. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, because Game of Thrones was huge, and you often see that. Like, and even then in this series, um, round one of the movies was when Sons of Anarchy was big, and they included Tig in a movie. Which one was Tig? Uh, he's the guy that uh, killed Opie's wife. Been a while for me. Yeah, uh, the greasy-looking guy that that's from Saskatchewan. Right. He's also... That, that in, did narrow it down surprisingly. He's also in uh, The Goon 2 as yes. well. He's now a coach. Yeah, so he was in one of the movies. So these types of movies go, who's hot right now? Bring it in. They also go, what's hot right now? And one of the movies that was hot at the time was Fury Road. Yeah. Which they try to rip off yeah. in the opening half. Oh, what's hot, what's hot right now? Avatar. Let's make it 3D. Yes. Even so, I think apparently they loaned all the stuff from the James Cameron stuff like they basically took his cameras and used it for the 3D movie for Retribution yes that's the fourth one that was using that had some of the worst 3D I've ever seen so if they were using James Cameron's technology they really didn't know how to use it it's Paul it's Paul W.S. Anderson like he can't even do CGI well no no he cannot yeah, like he can't do story well he can't do action well he can't yeah. do tension well exactly and it's a pity he, had, he showed great promise with Event Horizon and Mortal Kombat and then Mortal Kombat had goofy humor. The Resident Evil movies fairly lack any sort of humor. Exactly. They take themselves so seriously. Yeah. And, and so, like, like I said, back to the movie. I don't want to go back to the movie, but back to the movie. And I, to say she... So basically they make mention that uh, Wesker took her powers. Like, she apparently had got her powers back, but that was a lie. It was like a small stat boost. And then to say that she doesn't have powers anymore... She clearly, like, she faces on this giant moth monster and kills it. That's at the beginning of the film? Solo. She gets captured, and she does this ballerina dance in, like, ropes, and kills, like, eight guards. Oh, she must have had ballerina training early in life. That's why she can do that. It has nothing to do with her powers, being able to 
front and back flip kick anything that but she you. perfectly shoots everybody upside down granted granted there was advocate is the apocalypse and she's been fine the entire time but she still though something that pisses me off about that is that the f- third movie ends with hundreds of clones of her and all of them going Wesker we're coming for you and the fourth movie begins with hundreds of clones of her all attacking Wesker and they're you know Alice is completely invincible yet all of her clones get killed off almost immediately that, making that, stupid mistakes like I said every movie ends we're like that's interesting I look forward to it and then the next movie goes how do we make a movie with a hundred Alice's yeah. let's just have them all die in one let's big explosion just, let's just either retcon it or just completely get rid of it rather than be creative and do something like you know have like an army of zombies versus an army of Alice's they just blow them up it's the equivalent of like if Civil War ended and then at the beginning of Infinity War Iron Man and Captain America were just buddies again yeah and Civil War never happened or whereas, Endgame comes out and mm. oh yeah we beat Thanos off camera whereas the whole, th- the whole thing of those movies is they don't trust each other and there's still tension they're actually using it in the advertisements right and you want to yeah. see what happens next it has tension they don't just say oh yeah the- no that was boring and they're building up for them handshaking each other it- that's the, like the difference between a good blockbuster and a bad blockbuster and among other things yeah good special effects for and so we get more exposition I don't care about the exposition basically uh, there's one vial of the antivirus available in the original location it's the hive right and it's the hive so you know it's the, you know it's going to be the final movie all the final movies often go back to where it all began right you know because it's lazy it's generally the tagline to back to where it all began. So, it's just it's terrible. And so, what happened was... I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But they've got to go back to the hive. They've got to go get the antivirus so that they can kill all the zombies. And then humanity can save. But Dr. Isaac and Wesker are in the hive and they're just chilling there. Doing whatever the fuck. Just having some conversation you can't really understand. Exposition-filled it, conversation about It's Alice. so exposition-filled. And what the whole... F- and then Alice gets captured in the dumbest way possible. She finds a pristine motorcycle. She managed to fight off everybody. And thinking, I'm just going to keep walking. Fuck the bike. She, tra- she tries to use a fin- fingerprint to activate it. And it's a trap. You mean her, Alice's fingerprint? Alice, the big celebrity that everyone knows about and wants yeah. to find, can't use her fingerprint to access things. Yeah. Because it's a trap. What an idiot. Exactly. It's, instead of, like, hot wiring it, she tries to, like, just, oh, it'll work. And then the she most gets... The wanted man in the world walking into a police station and giving his first name and being like, hey, can I get some assistance here? Exactly. Hey, what the heck? This is a trap? <laughs> no! Like... And so... And... I find it funny because when she sees Alexander Isaac for the first time again for the second time I guess second time they look at each other and she's like clone yep that's pretty much it even they realise how silly is the way they're acting in it when you when you have to keep bringing up clones that's when you know you jump the shark oh they jumped the shark in probably the third movie when they were like oh and also the T-virus dried up all the lakes for some reason yeah we want it to look like a desert now. Like, I actually appreciate the Mad Max look. Like, that one scene where they're on the tank and they've got, like, 
a huge horde of zombies following them around, which makes no sense. It's just, why are they following them again? Just just because? Oh, because they have people dangling out the back. But why? That's going to be a fucking hazard in itself. Do they think those zombies are... Like, Alice is not going to lose to zombies. You're just yeah. carrying around a bunch of human hazards. Yeah, like... But apparently they were doing it way before then. Like... Just like want... spectacle. Someone drew that down and Paul W.S. Anderson was like, that's cool. Yeah. Put that in the movie. Yeah. It, that's pretty much this whole series. The fucking tank being carried by zombies. What's not to love, man? It, yeah. Tank being followed by zombies and they use it to like it Doesn't like people? you're a Mormon just stand on top of it the whole time looking kind of confused? He's constantly on the top of the tank. Like he's on his way to find Daenerys. And then what is it with like the inside with those random people being held hostage? Like a bunch of just people being abused and stuff like that. Is that their bait so that they can keep this random horde going? Like that opening half of the movie is so weird that it didn't even occur to me that they were ripping off Fury Road until later. Yeah. It was just so weird and lame I, to watch. I also think it was around the time The Walking Dead brought in The Whisperers as well. I haven't watched Walking Dead since season five, so I made oh, an aberration. I haven't, but I keep, I kind of you keep re- up with the manga. Uh, uh, sorry, the comic, the comic, the graphic novel, the manga adaption. <laughs> no, uh, the the comic and the whisperers, like their whole gimmick is they guide the, the horde to attack people and stuff like that, which you know is clever, but it's done wrong here. Well, because they were just like, oh, that sounds cool. Put that in the movie. Yeah. So guess what? What? Alice escapes. Of course she does. You know, weird. It's almost like she has superpowers. It's almost like she's an escape artist. It's almost like she's the main character. And she she manages to get to Raccoon City, and she's jumped by a group. And this is the most jumped up group of people I've ever seen. The the first thing you see, they're pulling guns on on everything that's moving. I swear, someone had a gun to a pigeon that was flying by. Might have been a T virus pigeon. (laughs) Exactly. Ah, and. And then we get the pretty much one of the only like returning actors, apart from Wesker and Isaac, we got Clay Redfield. Played by to perfection by nineties t- by shitty T V show and nineties horror movie actress Allie Larder. Looking as miserable as always. Oh, she she is miserable. But I don't think she's bad. I, I think compared to every other adaption, she's not the worst. Wentworth Miller as Leon. Le- oh yeah, Wentworth. no, 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 Chris, well, Chris Redfield is who Wentworth. Exactly, Redfield. that's what that's what I mean. When you confuse the guy who he's meant to be playing, you know it's terrible. Oh. Is, isn't Leon in these movies at all? Or no? yes, he is. Just as random side character. Yeah, and he gets, uh, he's wearing Leon's jacket, so you know he's from the games. Yeah, the the, the uh, Resident Evil Four fur jacket. That's how you know it's him. And even like they have Barry Burton who dies randomly. Barry's in the sixth film as well. Uh, no, he's in the fifth one. I, I hate that they just take these video game characters and just throw them in randomly. Yeah, there's no interaction with Jill. There's nothing. Like I say, they take the characters and their characters in name only, and then that's it. It reminds me of how WWE will purge NXT talents and just throw them onto the main roster in name only, and they're just name. Hey, only. remember that guy from NXT? Here yeah. he is. He's in the yeah. background getting beat up. Exactly. Fuck him. And so. I, with Isaac, the way I wrote it was, whenever he's on top of the tank, he's just wagging his dick everywhere. Look at me on a tank. Because it, that's pretty much it. 
That, and, that's and, all I all I can think of right now is him standing on a tank while a bunch of zombies shuffle alongside it. He, he may as well. That's all I remember. He from may the, as well have his dick out. He may as well have his dick kissing on them and everything. Exactly. It, it may have made him looking at the camera and making cool faces. Yeah, like look at me. I've been in Game of Thrones. Triple H's you know. WrestleMania 35 entrance is what your moment was basically. <laughs> yeah, doing. yeah. Fucking Jorah. So anyway, one one member of Claire's group, Christian. Is that the video game one or? That's no, no. He's not in the games. Uh, but he has a, a video game connection. He's the one that doesn't trust Alice. He's the one who's like, "Ah, oh, who's she? Why should we trust her?" And Claire's like, "Haven't you seen the last five movies? This is yeah, fucking yeah. Alice, motherfucker." Do you remember that person I keep calling God ever since I've met you? Something I noticed is that Mia Jonovich and like Ali Larder perfect the misery look. They are. They do look miserable. But anyway, so back to Christian. Funny enough, it, like his loadout. Is he has two pistols and a sword with a skull on it. You were saying like, and so he looks like Dante from Devil May Cry. He looks like Dante, or as they call him, Dante from the Devil May Cry remake. That's DMC. That's DMC. Yeah, Uh, he has like the same like. That's definitely the character you want to base it off of. The one from the game that everyone hates. Exactly. Good way to describe the Resident Evil franchise. that, That was so like not liked. That they went back to the franchise. Heard it's a solid game, honestly, but yeah. they just it is. But the it was just the um, Metal Gear Solid Two of the franchise, basically. yeah, pretty much. And so he's an asshole that doesn't trust anybody. And so we then get a Game of Thrones slash uh, Lord of the Rings, a two tower style battle, where all the zombies are trying to break in and they're trying to fight back. And I don't care. Like all of the, all of these in a good movie, like directed this way, should be like holy fuck. Right, that. you just said that there's like a Lord of the Rings style zombie battle, and that sounds epic, but I don't remember it at all. So it, it must not exactly. have been very good at all. I can barely remember it. All I remember is like they throw stuff off the sides. One dude has a nail gun weapon. Uh, just like in the Battle of the Bastards in uh, Game of Thrones, they send someone off to run and then last minute shoots him. Right. So, you, you know what I mean? They're really stealing from Game of Thrones. They stars. really are. And it's... They're probably going up to Ian Glenn being like, hey, uh, what are some Game of Thrones stuff we could do? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. Uh, there's a bit where one of the Stark kids gets a running head start and they hit with an arrow. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. How longer do I have to stand on this tank for? Yeah. Can I put my dick back in, please? <laughs> but it's just... It's like so bad. And then other stuff happens. And here's the thing. You're not missing anything. People get killed. Uh, a guy, Christian dies. Is this after he trusts her suddenly? Yeah, yeah. He, he ran- hands her a gun and she makes a face at him and he goes, I trust you now. Yeah. And then he dies in the river getting killed by like sh- uh, like dogs that can swim. And they took this, uh, what's the name of that actress from John Wick Chapter 2 and... Ruby Rose. Yeah, they took her and threw her in the movie because she's a recognizable face. Probably because they knew her from Orange is the New that, Black or something. That's what I mean. They take, rather than the best actor for the job, they just put him in just because, hey, you recognize that person. You're recognizable. We don't have time to develop your character. Yeah, there's no... But people will look at you and go, hey, it's her. There's no recognizable characters. The fan who sucked her up will be like, hey, I know you. Come over oh, here for an autograph. she was the one that sucked in the fan? That's the thing. I didn't realize it was her. And then... That's uh, the scene where they're sneaking underneath this massive, dangerous-looking fan. Yeah. Oh, this this fan is turned off. This is fine. This this won't turn on and suck us off. Exactly. Up. And then we further go in, and then she, they're like, oh, 
shit, 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 we're getting fucked. That, that's pretty I don't remember that particular it's, it's, like, it's pretty much verbatim what they said. And a guy gets his head bitten off. And instead of, like, having gravitas on the scene, she double shoots the shit out of this fucking bioweapon. And it's like, that's it. And then she doesn't mourn him. Even though she's known him for five minutes, you still feel bad because people that were you dropping like flies. The first movie, everyone was, like... Had a little bit of character to them at least. They were sad. Like, when the guy got the fucking Swiss cheese from the lasers... Which are in every movie. Which is going to... Yes, the laser fucking hallway, which is something we need to talk about. Yeah, it, There's a movie from the 90s called Cube. You, I'm sure you've oh, seen I it. I love Cube. Fantastic film. Starts with a man being ripped apart by lasers. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson must have seen Cube mm. and thought it was cool and decided to do that in the first Resident Evil movie. I, it was and cool. It was cool. It didn't look quite as good because they resorted to CGI, yeah. but it did look pretty cool. Yeah. So cool, in fact, that they decide to bring back the laser hallway in every single movie. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's been proven not to work on Alice because she always finds a way to jump out of the she way. She always has that giving wish. There's always a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. Nobody notices when they're building this trap. Yeah. It's like in uh, Star Wars where they didn't notice the thing. There's going to be a prequel where... Star Wars Episode Nine is going to end when someone says, Hey, there's a little hole in the side of the Death <laughs> yeah. Star times three. I, I, th- I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a, a Resident Evil prequel where the head scientist designing that is like, My daughter's going to die. I'm going to put a hole in the top. But it's just... <sighs> and so everyone's dead. And Alice finally meets with... Alexander Isaac. After she jumps through the green, this time the laser hallway's green. Yeah, yeah. And it then still work. and then they head into the thing. They get a bunch of guns. Uh, her and Claire, and they they basically take an elevator into this room that looks like it's from. Remember the Star Wars uh, episode two and three, where it's like the Senate. Yes. It looks like that. So apparently the Umbrella, when they heard about the T virus, they froze themselves. Like the board just decided. We're out until this shit is done. And so, and then it comes out and it turns out that um, Alexander Isaac, the one that we've been seeing, is another clone. There's too many fucking clones in this. Way too many. And so, apparently he's the original. He now has predictive powers. Like, his eye will just, like, look at situations and you see all the events happening. So that's his power. He predicts everything. And so, and then it's then revealed that Alice is the daughter of Mar- Dr. Marcus. Right, the big the big franchise-bending twist that makes you go, oh. That well, Alice is a clone. The little girl from the first movie, the computer program was actually Alice. Yeah, that and Alice was a clone all along. That's fucking terrible. You've never seen any of her real backstory. Yeah. So it's not really an effective twist at all. Uh, and here's the thing. They start bringing her up, and then this, her name is Alicia. If it wasn't Alice, it, it it would have been better. It would have been a nice misdirect. Right. But it wasn't. It's so ham-fisted. Doesn't it's, like old lady Maya Jonovich walk out of this place? <gasps> doing the bad grandma bad makeup? Gr- yeah. And here's the thing. It's so fucking terrible. Her, her skin is brown. It looks like she she has like vitiligo. At this point in the movie, I can just remember the progress bar at the bottom of the screen as I was checking the runtime. Like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, by, by like, during the Two Towers battle, I'm like, this should be, like, towards the end. You look in, it's, like, halfway down, and you're like, There was no. an hour. No. I had an hour. No. Exactly. I had an hour left of this movie, and this is where most of my conversations with my missus started, because I was like... 
That's when I texted you and said, so you watched the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, even if you've not seen it, you have seen it. I saw it once and that was, that was more not, than enough. I'm not watching this again. More than enough. Yeah. I wa- also, I have so much venom, I want to get it out. So, like I said, Isaac sucks as a villain. Like he's he was good, supposed to be like the big main villain, right? By the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's a good actor, but he sucks as a villain. And this is why it is so not in tune with the video games. Because the video games, when you get the main villain, guaranteed... And they got it right in the third movie. They turned him into a monster. They should have turned him into a monster too. Maybe the Birkin monster. With a giant eye and shit like that. Right. And I can't, or he was Birkin in the third one. Yeah. Or... Did he have the giant eye? I know he had the hands, the big long fingers. That was a tyrant. Right. Was... But they should have had the Birkin monster or yeah. something like that. But instead, he's just a really good combat specialist. They had no cool final... He's like the bad guy that Leon fights in the fourth game. The yeah. hand-to-hand fighting guy on the tanker. Yeah. As the final boss to the huge movie franchise. Yeah, yeah. Instead of this giant grotesque creature where they could have like really have done some cool stuff. And then, so what happens is they all manage to escape... Wesker gets his legs cut off after being fired because she has 50% power and the Red Queen can't kill people. Wesker, like, one of the biggest badass... Isn't that like a Robocop ripoff? Doesn't Robocop end with someone being like, oh yeah, you can't be attacked, but I just fired you. Yeah. And then Robocop shoots him because he's fired now. Yeah, I didn't even realize that, but yeah. That just sounds like Robocop. This This movie doesn't have an original bone in its body. That's how he writes movies. He takes all the action movies he can find, and he watches them all, and then he just writes mm. down ideas. I've got to write an idea. Are you going to do a movie marathon? Yep. So anyway, so Wesker goes out. He has his legs swinging, uh, ripped off by the doors, and he holds a grenade in his hand as she's doing some bullshit, like passing on. And basically the plan to just blow it up so that no, no more executives there. And she manages to get... She manages to chase after Isaac, who still has the virus. And so she manages to like beat the fuck out, of it. and then we get to the laser room, and then oh, so that's when the laser room pops that's, up. That is at the end, and like they really like. I remember it like popping up like it's this big epic thing, yeah, and not like you're know, like oh my god, the laser hallway again, yeah. And then she manages to like put a grenade in his pocket, which is dumb in itself because you're wanting to like release this virus, and you put a grenade in his pocket, which is in while he's holding the virus, yeah. What if it's a fucking powerful blast and it fucking destroys the glass? Then what are you going to do, Alice? So then he manages to, like, just make a dent in his stomach. That's it. And she managed to run up. And then clone of Isaac is there now. And we're like, okay. Now, is he going to mutate? Are we going to get, like, a creepy giant, like, zombie with, like... What would be cool if he, like, turned into, like, this giant, you know, bioweapon... And then the zombies that are following are like crawling over his giant body. Right. That yeah. would have been awesome. And I would have built up to it because those zombies have been following all yeah, the movies. Exactly. But instead. Inspired. But instead, he kills the original, yells, I'm the real me, and then gets eaten. Oh, fuck yeah. I remember that. He just gets easily eaten. Yeah. And you're like, my God, that's the payoff. That's the payoff. And Thanos so, tripping and hitting his head on the coffee table. Yeah. That. That's, that's it. You know. Or Thanos is in the shower and falls in the shower. And just breaks his hip and he's like, oh, no, yeah. I'm done. Uh, that's it. Game over. End game. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so... That's how the final finish gets vanquished. And as this happens... 
I think Wesker's tired, so he just lets go and blows everything up. He has a change of heart, or is he just dying? I can't remember if he has a change. He's dying because he's got like, a lot of bloodless. He's like, I think he was a superhero at one point in that oh, movie. Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he'd doesn't shoot around, beat up Alice. The only person who could beat up Alice. He's, he's kind of like in the fifth fifth uh, game, like, like the fifth game in Code Veronica, where he can zoom around everywhere, but he never does it in this. Yeah, that would that would make it hard for Alice. Yeah, and they they retcon it. They, they, they like retcon everything, and so now Alice is now standing there, and she decides to sacrifice herself by dropping the antivirus, and then we get that whole wave of all the zombies just dropping dead. Right, and it's fucking awful looking because it, it looks like CGI terribleness. I mean, most of the movie is, but it's like extra bad, right? Yeah, it's it's, like, it's extra bad, and so but then clear shows up and she and Alice wakes up it turns out that it killed the T-Virus part of her but she's still alive so she's still alive and everything can be happy yeah it can be happy and, for Alice and then she gets none of us care about and then she, apparently uh, old Alicia gives her all her memories so she can remember her childhood as her own but the world is pretty much over now so who gives and, a shit and then we get the fret that my mission is not end. You, oh, don't, you do not name a movie the final chapter. If you're going to end it with the cheesy generic action movie, I'm leaving, driving into the distance, doing a monologue while the cheesy music plays in the background. Yeah. It's like that. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun, dun, dun. My name is Alice. The T-Virus has been vanquished and everything is fine. However, there's still some threats left to be demolished. Basically, she says, because it's airborne, it doesn't get to all sections of the world. Took a few so minutes. my mission's not done. And then you see this big moth thing come flying down, and she smiles for some reason, like she's happy to almost get. Killed. If I saw, if I see a regular moth, I'm not happy. Let alone a fucking ten foot tall dragon moth getting yeah. to come down on her, and she smiles at the camera, and the fucking movie ends, and you're like, "Final chapter, my ass." Don't threaten me with another movie. Fuck that. And so yeah, um, I don't think this movie did that well. I think what had happened was a stuntman apparently died during the production. Yeah. So they ended up like not advertising as much as they would otherwise. Yeah. So uh, coupled like, with the fact that the movies are terrible and yeah. you people who like the first one have grown up by now and don't okay, watch so, them anymore. Oh, for fuck's sake! Budget was forty million. Forty million dollars to make for that. Yeah, and you know how much it made? How much? Three hundred and twelve million. I mean, most of that was overseas. Yeah, that's my guess. It's one of those. But still, I, I, but critically, it was... It was lambasted. Yeah. Even more so than the other films. The only good review I saw was from RogerEbert.com. And Roger Ebert has been dead for a very long time. Yeah. So it wasn't even Roger Ebert himself. He was rolling in his grave when you probably heard that. They got a good probably review. Probably tried to get out of his grave. Yeah. Well, you, but the T-Virus has been vanquished. So yeah, yeah. He couldn't handle it yeah, you, those motherfuckers lucky there's no T-Riders around right now but yeah so that was the end to, to the epic saga of the Resident Alice. Evil it was literally all turned out to revolve around Alice I, and that's, and that's which is an issue people had with the movies very early on was that it was too Alice centric yeah and then in the final chapter they sit you down and say this entire thing has always been about Alice and it's her fault little girl from the beginning was Alice Alice is a clone we built the virus to save Alice and Alice stopped us from... So here's the thing. This was her fault. Because if she wasn't sick, her dad wouldn't have invented the T-virus. If he didn't miss her so much that he made her into a computer program, she wouldn't have, like, released the T-virus everywhere. So basically, this entire thing should be t titled the Alice is at fault saga. Because... She, it, 
for er- for the whole apocalypse for everything it's Alice's fault fuck Alice it's the equivalent of burning down a building and then putting the building back together yourself yeah I would I would ask you would you watch you know would you recommend this to anybody I honestly can't really recommend this series to anyone no like none of them are, like even the first one we say it's alright but it's yeah. it's still not and it's and, not worth and watching that's, and that's it doesn't hold up well either 15 no. years later no the special effects look pretty even, janky even two years later yeah like well sorry three years later now cause you can tell that the liquor looked like shit yeah so watch, watching this whole series um, and it's, it's disappointing it had every right to be good it's based on a great game franchise it had a good director by, behind it in my opinion from his first two movies like if he took if he took this movie and took it like with Event Horizon this should have been a lot better than what it what I remember Event Horizon had a very creepy atmosphere exactly and then so you had the guy who has who knows atmosphere and the guy who can do good video game movies and he fucked it up in my opinion and here's the thing that makes it even more disappointing because it's like that person that you know I mean you know somebody like that who has similar interests like likes what we like but he's a dick right you know what I mean I mean I'll tell you off uh, uh, off mic afterwards but he's a complete dick and it's even more infuriating right because he has every right to be badass and cool cool and, and hang an out asshole. with us every week bring him on the podcast but I'll never invite that person <laughs> on the podcast because he's a fucking dick and hopefully he's not listening to this podcast oh he's probably not fuck him no. okay. um, anyway so um, that's pretty much it and uh, we're at 47 minutes so we'll probably just do some uh, quick plugs and we'll get out of here sounds good yeah I think we are two people who love horror we love video games yeah. we love spooky shit and we fucking hated these movies yeah and, that, and, that, and that's, that's like who do they appeal to yeah who are these movies for idiots for 12 yeah. year olds who don't know better yet yeah, yeah. they but, see it and they go oh Resident Evil's cool those video games are cool let's go watch these exactly exactly so do you have any um, social media to plug or anything you're going to be involved Shane in Shane St. Germain look for me I guess maybe you'll be able to find me yeah yeah that's all I got yeah uh, so yeah uh, BeaverJMM on Instagram uh, Beaver does that on Twitter um Beaver Does Movies on Facebook. We've got Beaver Does Movies at gmail.com. I have a new website. Jaywalkersucks.com. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Because uh, one of my favorite things, like Jay Walker is a uh, mutual friend of ours. Uh, he's been on the podcast. And one of my favorite things is when he posts, like he's all about like the positivity. And me just being me, I like to kind of troll him just because it's funny. And so I was like, you know what? I need a website for Beaver Does Movies. And I think it would be like the next level trolling. So I looked up on Google uh, domain jaywalkersucks.com. And it was like $17 a month. No, $17 a year, sorry. Holy shit. That's cheap. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And the first person I sent it to was Jay Walker on Twitter. And his fans started going, that's mean. And Jay to Jay Walker, because he's a great guy, he defended me. He's like, he's just an asshole. <laughs> but he's a friendly asshole and stuff like that. So, you know, all credit to Jay. He, he takes it like a man. He, he does the same to me. I'll send him videos and he just constantly just mocks me for what I send him. For so, your taste? Not for my taste, but like... I wrote randomly, I saw. Like, I saw. And so now, every time I send him something, he puts a picture of Jigsaw from the movie Saw. 
I saw. Yeah, just to piss me off. But as as uh, you know, we constantly like bother each other. And Jay Walker's a good guy. Hopefully, he'll be on the podcast. I actually want to do like a a first triple po- like guest podcast. Me, you, and Jay. That would be a great. Um, one. it's just trying to get Jay because Jay lives two hours away and he never leaves. The fucker. Yeah. Unless there's a wrestling. Event. Unless there's a wrestling event, you, you have to tempt him. You have to like bribe him to come over. But uh, other than that. Uh, he's a good guy. So, yeah, next time you'll probably be on, we'll probably have Jay involved. Uh, we already have the movie in mind. It's just get him here because Jay sucks. But thank you, Shane. You, you know, me and you have known each other for years now. And yeah, it, now it's, it's been it's, like a long-ass it, time. Uh, every time I look back, I'm like, oh, shit, I've been here for seven years and I've known you for like... Six and a half of those years. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... It's scary just how much time has gone by. It's insane. Like yeah, so thank you, and uh, I'm I'm sorry we had to talk about this shit franchise. No, we'll talk about something shittier next time if we can find it. Yeah, or how about we find something good? Because we've done two, like, really bad franchise movies. Halloween Resurrection. And, and the, I'm surprised there isn't a Resident Evil Resurrection. That'll be the seventh movie, Resident no, Evil Resurrection. If it is, I'm punching Paul Ass Anderson myself. Because he's, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not allowing it. Uh, so yeah so that's uh, Beaver Does Movies thank you for coming and uh, catch you on the next episode sounds great